With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. I usually say I hope everyone's well out there, but after that result and the last few results since the last time I've been on, I'm sure when it comes to Arsenal, there's a lot of deflation. I'm sure there's a lot of optimism too. There's a lot of pessimism at the same time. You all know me and, and the way I've been over the years, but it is what it is. We're still in it. I just want to start first and foremost by saying thank you for all the love and support that was shown um, to me by not only James, Lee and Jordan on the podcast, but a lot of the comments too. Lee made a comment um, a couple of weeks ago on this Forever Arsenal podcast where he, you know he said the comments help and I have to agree with him. The comments do help. And, and now I'm back in front of camera. It has been difficult readjusting to it. Um, life won't be the same again for me in terms of my personal life, but I'm just trying to kick kick on with, with what I do and, you know, in terms of talking about Arsenal and delivering content and so on. So love for the love out there, people. Really appreciate it. I haven't gone through all the messages and comments yet, but I will do similar to Big Six. You know, there's been an abundance of them, not only in the comment section, but emails, Instagram, Twitter, and so on. So, you know, soon come, I'll be replying to every single one because I really appreciate every single one as well. And I and I I wish we was here under better circumstances. Jordan already, uh, it's only been a minute. He's cutting you on your finest moment. I can't no, believe well, it. No, no, I, I wanted to kind of just basically give my own big up to you, Turkish, because you've been missed. You're a big part of this podcast and we've really missed you, man. And I know it's difficult when you lose someone that's close to you. And um, I think I think you're right, Lee saying the comments from people I've not, I've not lost anybody publicly in that sense where people know about it so i don't know but i can imagine the comments from people do really really help and we're arsenal we disagree we have a laugh we have banter but when things like this happen we all know football and arsenal doesn't even come in the same stratosphere as as important so i hope you've had the support that you need in your friends and your circle um but you've got you, we've been bigging you up and you've you've, you've, you've been missed trust me because james has been an awful host so you've been you've definitely you've definitely been missed and uh, we're glad you're back so big love to you man big love to i you. mean amongst absolutely sharing that same message from jordan he has led on nicely to my comment of the week and we wouldn't normally do it so early 
but it comes from David Varga, who says, looking forward to Turkish coming back. And the how's it going, people? Because I won't lie, James, I love your personality and analysis. Thank you. But honestly, your intros are, as Jordan would say, absolute dog. But big up to all of you. Love them. Basically, basically it's been a shit show when it comes to... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so have you guys missed me more because of what I bring or missed me more because of what James doesn't bring? They're the worst, aren't it's, they? It's debatable. It's debatable. <laughs> it's debatable, Turkish. So James, thank crash. you for making me, making me look a lot better. I, I guess I appreciate that. And, and do you know what, what was fantastic today, Turkish? The link was up early. An hour and a half before the show. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> class, mate. That's all I can say. You are bang on, bang class. On. Bang on. Look, bang on. I fucking get it. I get it. Van Persie's got Van Persie's got injured and Bentner's leading the line. I get it. All right. Bentner. It's a no-go, mate. Bentner. Ain't that good. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. I couldn't even get Lord Bentner. If James can host for a for, for forever Arsenal, so can I. So can I. <laughs> your, your podcast in trouble. James is the host. <laughs> <laughs> Get your merchandise now. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> <laughs> <You're popped up. laughs> I want a hoodie. I need a hoodie in that like, I mean. No, it's all mad. No, I appreciate it, guys. I do. And and Jordan's right, you know. Um I love football. I love Arsenal Football Club. I have done for over 20 years now. I've been going to games from Highbury to now, but <clears throat> I was at the Manchester City game and I was watching it a bit emotionless, you know, every every once in a while I was thinking about what happened in, in my personal life and whatnot. Um, but yeah, hopefully Arsenal get back to winning ways and, and you know, take the focus somewhat off that and I can remember the good times and remember the memories and, and yeah, we keep it moving. But I was at the game, Jordan was at the game, Lee was at the game and obviously James was hosting. And, he, was and ho- he was practising hosting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's brushing up on his wow. skills. Brushing up on his skills. I will get better. I will get better. <laughs> you hang in there, James. You hang in there. You'll get oh, thank there. you, guys. Thank you. It was great. Well, we, we started with all laughs. Well, I think that, that those laughs and smiles are about to change because we lost 3-1 at the Emirates to Manchester City, our first loss at the Emirates this season in what is definitely our biggest game of the season and what many of <coughs> have branded the biggest game of the Emirates era. Lost Thomas Partey a few hours before the game already without Jesus. So two of our most key, if not the most key players um, in terms of the starting eleven missing. But yeah, let's get into it. Um, where should we begin? Where should we begin? Who do I begin well, with? Right, we should start with Jordan because he was actually at the game. Whether he whether he watched it or not, I don't know. But he was at the game. You know what I mean? Listen, the, the, the popcorn, the snacks... The, the, the half of entertainment, amazing. The football, didn't watch, any of the football, missed all of it. But the entertainment, all the add-ons were great. Um, the Gunnosaurus no, penalty the, shootout. Amazing, James. Amazing. Love that. Bottom, bottom corner, I loved it. Um, I'll, I'll go first. And I'll, I'll try and be brief because I know we've got a lot to get through. Um, wasn't good. <laughs> wasn't good. Um, um, I thought the boys started okay. 
I thought the first half Turkish, we shaded it. I think we were the better side in the first half. But even then, I don't think we played necessarily well. I think the City were just really bad in that first half. And I think that the lessons you have to take away when you are trying to be a champion team or the lessons that I think we saw from a champion team are the key is when you're not playing well, just just don't go behind. And we gave them a gift and they're ruthless. They're ruthless. Great goal from De Bruyne. You know, unfortunate for my boy Tommy to do what he did. <clears throat> but 1-1, um, got ourselves back in it. Cool. Second half, I, I don't know what happened. I was, because I was there. Um, I saw Lee's fan cam and I was listening to what Lee was saying. And I think Lee was bang on when he used the word jaded. We looked, we looked flat. We looked really flat. We're not talking two or three players looking jaded. I don't think any player got more than a six out of ten yesterday. I think the whole team just looked flat. Um, and it's just a shame that we've been waiting for this game for so long. And <laughs> when it finally comes, it's under those circumstances. Um, you know, you, you can do the hindsight thing, and if we'd have played that, if the Queen hadn't passed away, and we played Man City in November, was it? I think it was November, October, October. October. We were on fire. Would we have beaten them then? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That's all hindsight, but it was disappointing. And I think that I get why people are upset. <clears throat> I think the, the, the pendulum now swung towards them. I think they're now the favourites. I think we've relinquished the buffer. I've been talking about that, but the buffer's now gone. <laughs> couple of things to kind of flag before I defer. The Eddie Nketiah chance in the first half, that's a shocking miss for me. Even in real time being there, I didn't need a replay to see, you got to score that. I'm sorry, you just said there's, there's no, I'm not I'm not yeah. bashing Eddie, you got to score that. That's not about being a top quality striker. That's just being a Premier League quality striker. You got to score that. It's a bad miss for me. The Partey news, I think, obviously deflated everyone before the match. But I don't go along with the idea that if Partey had played, we would have won. I, I don't, but I don't, I don't agree with that. It's, we'll, we'll never know, but I just yeah. think let's let's say Party played a nine out of ten. There were so many other six out of ten performances around him. I just don't think it would have been enough. Um, and the last thing I'll say this, which again I hate uttering these next few words, but, but I'll say it. I think Lee was right in terms of when he called it against Everton, saying that he was he was he was worried. Then I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried then. I just thought it was a game. Um, Bad day at the office. Brentford, I wasn't even panicking then because Brentford are a very good team and we managed to get a point that I don't think we deserved. I'm concerned now. I am concerned now. I think Lee called it early, but I, I am concerned now because if we don't win on the weekend, I don't think it's terminal, but I, I think we're in a position now whereby it then becomes about preserving top two, if I'm being really, really honest. I've not had Man United in, in this title race from the get-go, but we are dragging United into this title race by how we're performing now. We are bringing them into the title race. So we'll get to the Villa game, I'm sure, but it's a massive game. But overall, disappointment, but I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking. I think my, my final, final point, and I will shut up. My final point on this would be that <clears throat> it is grim right now, but it's not over. There's still plenty of games to go. If this was with eight <laughs> games to go, I'd be a bit more concerned. There's still how many games? 15 games, James? 14? 15, 16. Like that. So, 15, 16. There's still enough games for this to be a blip. I think if we go on a run now, we can look back in May when we're Premier League champions and say, Phew, remember that Remember that February we had? It was awful, but we came through it. Let's just make this three or four game patch a period. But I'm, I'm not panicking, but I am concerned. To be honest, I agree with pretty much everything you said. James, I haven't spoken to you yet. Um, obviously, we were all at Villa Park together, Lee. We drove back to London. So let me go to James next in terms of giving your thoughts and feelings around the game. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what more I can add. Um, I think after Brentford, I felt like the attack had a really... This is the Brentford game. I felt the attack had a really difficult job trying to break down a really stubborn, stern Brentford setup. And when they got the goal, for us to concede, and say, OK, it was offside. But for us to concede the chances we did and kind of be so sloppy, Brentford always deserved in that always deserved the goal in that game, whether it were offside or not. I think a draw was a fair result. I don't think the defence did their job. In this City game, especially in the second half, I felt the opposite. I felt while people look at the mistakes that we made, giving the ball away in cheap areas and you know, some of the defending at times, I did feel like the defence were put under immense pressure, not just off the ball, but with the ball as well. I don't think the players sometimes to help the defense and to defend well you've got to attack well and i didn't feel when we got into the final third we did anywhere near enough especially in the second half when the space did open up and we talked about it on tactical insight some of those jacka passes to martinelli and ketia that he got wrong some of the opportunities just to try and hurt man city and give them a reason to step back and worry about us we didn't do anything and that just invited city onto us more and more and when they got that one moment, which was, you know, the Bernardo Silva ball into Haaland, then to Gundogan, then to Grealish, notice how not one of those players got their pass wrong. They all nailed it. They all just, Gundogan didn't think to take an extra touch. Haaland didn't flirt with the idea of trying to go around for Saliba. They just knew it. Bang, 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 goal. And there's a bit of luck, you know, because Tommy Asu's block is that he doesn't get enough on it and that takes the pass rounds. So sure, but just look at the decisiveness they had in the final third, especially in that second half compared to us. Thought over the course of the game, the whole 90, we probably didn't deserve to lose it, but we didn't do enough to win it. And when you're playing against a team like City, you know, they don't need many opportunities to punish you. So I think the positives are that even though we're three games that win, I think Everton was the worst of the three. But actually, I think there were things about Brentford and City that you could point to an error here, a bit of bad luck there, a bit of something not going your way. And hopefully that translates in the Villa game to just, you know, a slight tweaking of things, slight raising of performance. And we'll get back to winning ways. I'm not watching Arsenal and thinking they look completely devoid of ideas. This team's completely collapsed. What's going on? I, I don't see that. I just see a team that's lacking a little bit of confidence, needs a win under their belt, and hopefully it gets they get some going again. Again, I agree with pretty much everything you're saying. I mean, before we head to Lee, I think quality and experience is what lost us the game. Um, in hindsight, people, including myself, might say it's naive that you know we went toe to toe with City. Um, it's still very early days in terms of the process and and being genuine title challenges and and having what's necessary mentally to. To, to stick in there and, and ride the, the good waves and the bad waves. And in the end, I believe that cost us. Um, one thing you said, James, is overall you said we, we didn't deserve to lose the game. I'd probably disagree with that because the first half, for sure, we was the better team. More possession, more shots, and, and we should have been winning at half time. But we done well to get back into the game after that Tomiyasu mistake and, and gifting them that first goal. We got a penalty. Saka dispatched of it beautifully. Headed into halftime 1-1. I just expected to come out in the second half because the atmosphere was one of the best atmospheres I, you know, I've witnessed at, at the Emirates, in my honest opinion. Even when Tomiyasu made that mistake, the first thing the fan done was, you know, get up and sing Super Tomiyasu and and get really behind him. And after that mistake, Tomiyasu had had a decent enough game. Obviously, it's hard to say a great game considering mm. we went to lose 3-1, but 
in the second half, it was really poor. It was, I felt really let down. Albeit there were two chances at 1-1. The one where Tommy Asu crossed it for Eddie. And I, I think looking back now, Eddie really flung himself to it and used his other foot rather than um, the closer one. I think he, he would have got on the end of it. And there was also the Xhaka moment where in the end, he didn't even take a shot and he got mm-hmm. robbed of the ball. I just think in the final third, especially, we're just lacking a cutting edge, especially with that Jesus now as well. And that ultimately cost us. You know, Can I ask I, you, Turkish? Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Dana Jordan. Um, was is the is sorry? You know, I love you, Jordan. Is is the final third thing? Is that uh, the jaded thing that people are mentioning? Arsenal look a bit mm-hmm. tired, or is that teams finding us out a little bit? Lee and I were talking about it in the car up to Birmingham, and you know, we were saying it's a bit like. It's a bit like when Joe Linton got moved into midfield for Newcastle. Kind of, he, he was blossoming, and everyone's like, "Wow, you know, look at this kind of new player in this new role." And and then eventually, it, it, the kind of the novelty wears off, and you know, they're doing fine in that role. Nothing, uh, you know. And I just wonder whether there's a little bit of that with Shaka, where we saw him become this boxer box, more advanced player who really thrived, and it kind of took everyone by surprise. And now, is it maybe just a little bit found out, or has he just played too much football? Because something's not, he's not playing like he was, I you know, think in the first the, half of the season. I think the jaded excuse is an excuse that comes around quite often. Um, not only Arsenal, but a lot of fans tend to use that for their clubs and things ain't going well. In all honesty, I don't buy it. I just think that without Jesus, Xhaka's not the same player that we saw in the first 14 games of the season. The best thing about Xhaka's, you know, U-turn and, and, and change of form and fortune was that he was getting in the box and actually helping aid our play in mm. years gone by in the position he used to be deployed in you know more deep lying he would cost us a hell of a lot more than aid us whereas in this position in the in the eight with Jesus there and Jesus dropping he'd find space in the box you know whether it's a ball to the back post or whether it's getting on the end of things he was you know useful and vital for the first 14 games even up you know put him in the in the top three top five key players to, to put us top of the league heading into the world cup just without Jesus I think He's had to take a step back. Remember when Jesus first got injured and and the, the first few games back, James? I mentioned to you, you know, is Xhaka's role going to change? Everyone was talking yeah. about Eddie and whether he can do the job, but Xhaka's role has changed. And in my honest opinion, listen, I've given Xhaka a hell of a lot of credit this season. A hell of a mm-hmm. lot of credit. Me too. And on the DR Sports keep bench and sell, I, I said bench because I believe we can get better in that position. That's not me saying sell. I said bench. And a lot of people in the comments were getting on my back about it. Yes, he has been a key player, but I think in the eight, you need a more proficient player in the final third, especially in these big games because, you know, sometimes your striker's not going to bang and it needs to come from a midfield. And Odegaard, Martinelli, Saka, they've all played their part in terms of goals, assists and productivity in the final third. Xhaka did up until the World Cup. Post-World Cup, we've seen very little of that. And he actually had opportunities against City to either, you know, take a shot himself. And let's not forget, there was also that pass where I think it was, I forgot who was running through the middle and Eddie was kind of running on the outside and he just hit the pass a bit too heavy and it went out for a goal kick. Those moments, you need to capitalise on those moments. It's not just Eddie's misses. And and Eddie's misses are vital too. And, And this is where our question, you know, Eddie. And again, it's another player I've given flowers to this season. You know, he's, I wouldn't say proved me wrong completely, but he's come in, he's scored goals and and that's the, that's the best I can expect from a striker like Eddie, in my opinion. But 
When push comes to shove in these games, he needs to be burying those chances and he needs to be making more of a nuisance of himself. And I just think that's what we miss from Jesus, pulling defenders out of position. That's why Martinelli hasn't been the same player. And that's not all on Jesus not being there because Martinelli also has to look at himself. Martinelli was a quality player for us before Jesus came to Arsenal. He was productive before Jesus came to Arsenal. So I'm not putting Martinelli from all down to Eddie being there instead of Jesus and their link-up play not being as pure. Maybe that's the right words because they don't link up well, Eddie and Martinelli. But I just look at Eddie and Xhaka and I'm not putting it on them because like Jordan said, it was... He said six out of tens across the pitch. There was a couple fours, fives, and so on all across the pitch. It was a it was a collectively dull performance in the second half. And I just look at those two and I think the chances Eddie and Jacker had, if we had better quality, we probably take the lead in the game, whether it's one nil or whether it's two one in the second <clears> half. <throat> and it's potentially a different story. So, you know, Jay did easy excuse to make. But what's it been? 22 games played now. It was 14 before the World Cup. We came back December the 19th or around that. Eight games from the end of December at the FA Cup. Nine games from the end of December to mid-February now. That's not a big, that's not a big um, set of... Uh, that's not a big workload, in my opinion. Nine games... Is, mm. <laughs> yes, yeah, they, they work very hard and the system, you know, requires the players to run and 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 the work rate needs to be on point, but yeah, I'm not I'm not giving the whole jaded excuse 100. And and again, listen, I haven't been on here for a few weeks. I, I missed the Jorginho signing and giving my opinion and analysis on that. Jorginho, I've never actually rated Jorginho. You know, at Chelsea and and even for for Italy, okay, actually for Italy in the Euros, he actually done well. But in general, it's not a player that. I've ever wanted at Arsenal. Now he's come in, he's got experience and he was all right in, against Man City. I'm not even looking at him and saying he was one of the reasons we lost. But I'm looking at what we did, didn't do in January and that adds some more depth into the striker position. And I look at Felix in particular and say a lot of fans moaning about 11 million loan fee and, and not doing that. Well, what's 11 million if you're going to go and win the league title? That's how I look at it. And I just think that we we kind of missed the trick with... Maybe not Felix, but bringing a striker in in January and really adding more depth. Because Trossard's done well, 100%. I like the Trossard signing. I don't care too much about Mudrick. I don't know much about him. But I just think in terms of a striker that can give us a bit of what Jesus brought, we needed that. And we didn't do it. And it just feels like another January that's that's let us down overall. Lee? Um, Naive. I'm going to have to say that. I think a little bit disrespectful as well to the opposition. I, I, I really do. And I, and I, I say that sincerely. I, I get that you want to try and play your own game and your own stamp on it. like, But you're playing up against a beast. And, you know, we're letting the ball bounce and because we're, we're trying to play. You know what I mean? Like defenders, you know, just clear your lines. Clear your lines. You're playing up against an absolute beast. Don't give him the opportunity to bully you. And that means winning your headers, not letting it bounce, and then because why? What, what, what football's changed so much since I played it, and it, well, it ain't that long ago. You know, always talk. Don't let the ball bounce. You know, what I mean, always talk that. Now let the ball bounce so you can play. You know, and uh, when you've got somebody like that, who um, <clears throat> I don't recall watching Haaland live until um, the FA Cup game and, and this game. But this game, he looked a lot different, a lot different. Mm. I don't think we give him the opportunities in that first game like we did 
yesterday. He was up for it. I'll give him that. But I, I just think that we let allowed allowed things to to happen. We we try to play through. That, I, I think you give Pep a little bit of credit. He, he played four up top, and, and instead of like just chipping the ball over and going over through the lot, we tried to play through and got caught, got caught, carried on doing it. I don't, you know, sometimes is it the end of the world if you if you just want to change it up a little bit? I just felt that we didn't do that. Um, Tommy Asu for his goal, you know what I mean? What, what, when have you not been just taught, like, just to knock it out and just reset and things like that? Like, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but, you know, all the, all the good defenders have, have put it into Rosette before, I'm pretty sure, like, you know. It just, for me... You know, wasn't we wasn't good enough? The reasons that we're not good enough is because our two best players are out. And, and I agree with what Jordan was saying. It doesn't mean to say you're going to win the game, but I tell you what, you have that little bit more confidence going into that game. And I, I'll go back to the Everton game. Like I, I why I cop the ump with the Everton game is because I see things there I didn't think I was going to see at Arsenal again. That's that was the thing with that, like you know, and that now has set the precedent for the next couple of games. I didn't think we played bad against Brentford. I didn't think we played well. I didn't think we was bad at times against Manchester City. But what I look back on it, and I've watched the game back now, which was a little bit of disappointment for me, is I don't think City were that good neither. No. You know what I mean? No. Like they 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 weren't. You know they ain't this express train that I thought that I see see at the end of the day. Yes. When it mattered, they took their chances and they did. They had three or four at the end of the day, which we gift-wrapped them, by the way. But they still had to execute them and took them and they did. And, and I, I look at it and I think to myself, like, you know, <clears throat> you can't give teams like that chances. And when you do give teams like that chances, you then have to, if you get opportunities to... Um, what's happening here? It's all going a bit doolally. Extremely, I just decided to throw Jordan into bottom left. Yeah, Disrespect. This was, was that Streamyard? Yeah. Oh, that. Oh. Yeah. yeah. There's an echo as well. There's an echo as well. There's an echo as well. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like, um, no, um, and I, I just felt that um, it, it was there was there's it isn't all doom and gloom. I I, I think the biggest positive for mm. me in the game was that when we went 1-0 down, the reaction from then to half-time was superb. I thought we was right on top of them. And, you know, for, for me, we didn't want half-time to come. They did and they, you know. But tactically, I think Pep made a change. I want to see Arteta do that at times, you know what I mean? Make a change that's going to make a difference. It didn't happen in that game there. But also, which is a big, big point for me, and we've been on here all the time, and I, <clears throat> who's man of the match? And we're naming five, six, seven players, you know, that could be man a match. Now, I can't name two that played well yesterday. Like, you know what I mean? And probably go like Saka and, and Jorginho done up with, with our best two players. But then who's the, yeah, who's the best after that? You I know, think, I, I think Saliba done all right against Haaland, if yeah. I'm honest. He done okay. He done yeah, okay. But it's not the Saliba yeah. that I see it yeah, be, yeah. Uh, be, be, before, like, you know, and... Uh, Gabriel today, you know, Gabriel, like, you know, come on. I'm, I'm a big fan of Gabriel, but you can't be doing what he done. He got away with it. He got away with it. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, but like, you know, so so from those points of view, we just lost a little bit of form. And um, when, when you're playing that, do you know when you play like intricate football and all that, if you lose a little bit of form, that little intricate football is a little bit harder to take. Sometimes, you know, like, uh, if you if you was just to go route one, I, do you know like, like with Everton, for instance, if they go route one all the time, 
it, it's a, a little bit un, uncomplicating and it just um, can be a little bit easier to, to perform. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and I think that with us, we've just lost that little bit of fall, intricate little passes and not quite happening. Uh, and, and, and listen, Udegaard was guilty of it yesterday. Uh, you know, I know we just talked about Shaka. He was guilty of it on on on, yeah, on, yeah. on a few occasions. Uh, uh, there was a lovely little move, and Martinelli putting a cross which went way too too hard. You know, the only one that really is for me is the standout of this football team, and he, he has been for the last few years. It was, was Saka again yesterday. I thought he was superb, um, causing all sorts of problems. Um, but if you was a forward there yesterday. <clears throat> I would be looking at that defence and going, what are you doing? We get back in the game and, you, and you're shooting your foot in the time and time again. And what disappointed me about Arteta, and I'm not having a go at him on this, you know, I'm going to try and defend him most of the time at the, at the moment. But I looked at that and I thought, come on, stop them doing that. You know what I mean? Like, have a reset, you know. And I'm going to say something now, which I, I think is a little tactic of, of, of Mikel's. I don't know if you've all noticed this, but uh, perhaps I shouldn't reveal it. I don't think, right, there's anything wrong with Ramsdale when he goes down. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Because he goes he down. down on 15 minutes on the dot. But he gets a little bit of treatment and they all go over and 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 discuss all of that. Like, you know, I mean, well, I'd rather see him do that in the second half when things weren't going well. Go down and then like get, you know, and change it up a little bit, like, you know. And I just don't think that we uh we um we do that, like, you know. Um and that was my disappointment in that game. I felt that we was we was doing okay at one stage there, like, and then they changed it a little bit, and we just think, right, okay. We, we carry on doing our, our same... No, no. It isn't a weakness if you change things around for your position. Like, you know, Arsene Wenger um, should have learned that from Alex Ferguson. Like, you know, and it's just that little thing there that gra- gra- grounded me a little bit yesterday. Like, you know what I mean? But there you go. We were saying... Oh, go on, John, go on. No, no, I just wanted to kind of like just go through some of the points. There's some really good points that you've all made there. I want to just very briefly just kind of go through. The first one is... Um, I was writing down, literally as Lee said it, um, I was, we were saying it, me and my mate in the stadium last night, this is not a brilliant City team. At 1-1, we were saying, we're not losing this game. We might not win it, but we're not losing this game. This is not a brilliant City team. And that makes it even worse. If this is a City of two years ago, yeah, you, you almost can take feel, it. Well, you almost feel like no matter what we do today, we're losing the game. <laughs> they're, just, yeah. they're just on a different, different plane. This is not that City team. That was the first thing. The second thing is, is it just me? Or does it feel like every time City come to the Emirates, not when we play, just the Emirates, we give them goals? I've just got flashbacks of Sane, yeah. Bernardo Silva, Aguero, Sterling, KDB, just giving them goals. I don't know what it is, but the last five or six years, we just seem to just, just give City go- I don't know if there's something in that where we just get nervous or it's City and we just we lose our bottle, but we just give Man City goals. We don't give anyone else goals consistently. Go, go on, James. Well, I mean, I mean... I'm just trying to remember some, and you've got the Sterling header that he beats Rob Holding to at the back post, and you're thinking, well, that's a gift because how on earth has he won that? You've got um, last year the the Xhaka penalty with Bernardo Silva, the red card, which was so unnecessary, and then even the Rodri late winner, it was like a poor deflection that lands to him. It's like you, it's like hold on, a team that has this much quality. And you're, you're helping them the out. Shittiest goals. <laughs> it just, it just, it's, it's happened for so many years. I just don't understand why it always happens. Um, Lee mentioned the passing. The passing was awful. There wasn't like 
proper passes where you put your ball, your foot through it, and it gets second the player. Half. Second half. I, I, I thought some of the first half passing was really crisp. Oh, and, and mainly Jorginho. Some of the times he just cut through midfield with some of those passes, I thought was quite good. That's why I was encouraged by the first half, because we were on top. Yeah, we had more shots, we had more possession, we looked more like to score. We looked like the title favourites. I, 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 I thought the off-the-ball running, there was there was so little movement off the ball. I thought that played a role in why we looked quite static. You guys mentioned yeah. praising the fans um, for, for their reaction. When it when when we when we cocked up with the first goal, the reaction from the fans was brilliant. When we went 2-1 down, there was no reaction from the fans. And I was disappointed at that point. I didn't think the atmosphere, I mean, Turkish, we, we can disagree. I thought the atmosphere actually was quite meh. Personally, before the, there was a light show, people were doing their thing. Yeah, what was all I, that about? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it worked. I, I've been there for better atmospheres. I think the fans let themselves down. I think we should also flag the fans that threw bottles at Kevin De Bruyne. If that was at Spurs or anywhere else, we'd be flagging it against yeah. our players. I thought it was disgraceful from Arsenal fans doing that as well. And I've got a couple more notes. A couple more notes. Sorry, now I'll shut up. Um, no worries. Um, I think we've got, we've got to talk about party and what we do next season with Partey. Because I, I don't think we should sell him, but I think we need to upgrade on Partey. I think people are upset that he missed a game yesterday through injury. When you really think about it, for a guy that's quite injury prone, for this to be his first major injury all season, we've done pretty well. We've done we've, we've done pretty well. And the whole reason yeah, we were saying right, we, need, we need to get reinforced in that particular part of the pitch was because we knew at some point that he would go down. Um, the, what's worrying me more than the results are the performances. I can take lose uh, drawing to Brentford. I can take losing to Everton, even losing to Manchester City. But all three games with poor Brentford, arguably, we've performed poorly, and we're performing poorly at the wrong time, and that's mm. what's really worrying me. And my final point, Arteta, I think he's got to hold this one. I thought I mean, I'm with Lee. I thought Mikel Arteta massively got this one wrong. Second half, for the first 15 minutes, I said to my brethren next to me again, this game is drifting. It's drifting. And if, if it drifts, they'll get a chance and they'll kill us. Arteta did nothing. It was quite clear that Martinelli yeah. should have come off for me, for Trossard. It was quite clear that Vieira, try something different. Try different. Put Zinchenko in midfield and Tierney at left back. Try something different. I think I think Arteta massively um, dropped the ball on this one. Again, you know, he's my guy. He's my guy. I think he let us down. The, the players were flat. But he could have done something at one-one in the second half, and he didn't react quickly enough. So I think this one, I'm putting on him. Yeah, and you can't, and and I'm, without being critical, and, I, and this is what really annoys me. Yeah, you can't criticize Mikel. Yes, you can, and uh, you know what I mean because he's got enough praise and all that. You cannot go through a season winning 14, 15 games, and then lose one game, and then lose another four afterwards. Mm. It's, you cannot do that. Good, good teams, good managers do not let that happen. It's four games without a win now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you want to include the, the FA Cup, well, that's what the way it is. And that is what I've seen too much on his tender. Too much I've seen that. Like, you know, you don't do that. Good teams don't do that. And um, you've got... This game on... on I, look, listen, I'm, I want to be positive. And I've, I've said it before, Shut. I think we've still got a great chance of winning the title. People go, oh, it's all finished and all that. I, 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 I'll state it now. This isn't a Man of City two years ago. Like They could well turn into it, but I think that they've got they've got issues going on as well. I didn't think they was that great yesterday. Like, you know, I, I see players 
coming off looking not very, very happy like when they do. So I don't think it's all rosy there, like, you know. But if we do not win on Saturday, I think it's a massive, massive, massive look at the manager because you cannot be doing what we're doing. Because, it, you know, we had great runs last season, but we, we, but we had these clutches of defeats. And or draws, you know what I mean? Like we beat Barber, we beat Man United away from home. Do you remember when Bellerin got brought down for the penalty? Like, you know, we then mm. didn't go and win 10 games after that. You know what I mean? Like, and people go, oh, well, it was because of COVID and all that. 10 games without a win. We're now beating Man United. We've done fantastically well. That was the last time we won. And we got to win on, 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 on Saturday. And I don't care how we do it, guys. I don't care how we do it, but we must win. And no excuses. No excuses. Um, Lee, you mentioned changing it up and doing yep. something a bit different. J- Jordan, you mentioned what do we do with Partey mm. and upgrading, you know, bringing in competition. If you know, I'm sure we did ask each other leading into January. But looking back now, if we were to ask each other leading into January, what what positions do we need to add in? It would have been striker and a, a midfielder. So midfielders. And the club, yet again, haven't done what they should be doing. Instead, they wasted a hell of a lot of time on Mudrick and lost out on it. You know, at, at, Casado, at the end, it was like a roll of the dice. That one just feels like, what do you call PR. it? It just, it just, yeah, it looked, it feels like PR to me because Brighton had already said we're not selling him. Then Arsenal going with a bid. Then they're going with another bid. And then we bring out Jorginho. At the end of the day, the club have, yet again, in my opinion, let Arteta down. Because those are the two positions we all knew we needed to kind of add into, really. It was Xhaka, competition. It was Partey, depth, and Jesus, depth. That was the free position. Instead, we've got a Polish centre-back who, who might be the next best thing since sliced bread. We don't know. But how often are we going to see Kivior this season? And we spent $25 million on him. It doesn't make sense to me. Jorginho comes in. Another one that Chelsea could do without. And yes, it's a good fee. But in reality, he doesn't add what we really need into the midfield. So again, I look at January and, and I look at the ownership again and people might say broken record and this and that. But I always said the ownership proved themselves in the windows. And yeah. so far, <clears throat> the, the last two January windows, they've let this team down massively. One in a top four race and one in a title race. So yes, the league is not over. Yes, we can still win it. Yes, we're in a good position. We win the next three games with three points clear of Manchester City. But the likelihood of that with Jesus out injured, Partey out of the next game and hopefully that's it for him in terms of being out, and hopefully he can have a clear run till the end of the season. But we've got certain positions in this side where we are one injury away from it all changing completely. I, I, I Last season, January, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I felt there was reasons and all that, like, you know, but I, I think in the end of it, it probably did cost us the lack of players, you know, um, because we got the injuries. This season, I, I, I will look back at it and uh, January, and probably go even far as as, as the summer window, uh, and, and we failed because Thomas Party is always had this in him. We know it's not it's not it's not coincidence. It's not you know we know he's going to be injured. I, I, I was funny enough speaking to a fellow on the train coming out today. It was just um, uh, I forgot his name, but he was an Irish lad. Uh, been over for the game. Come up with a great point. Thomas Partey hasn't hardly been injured this season. He's had two injuries, right? Uh, a three-week one at the beginning of the season. And that. Look at look how good we've played. Look at the run we're having because he's been 
yeah. 80% fit. The, 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 the seasons before, he's been not about and we've we've crumbled, like, you know. So they've known about it. And I, in their defence, January is a difficult one to get. I, I think they, 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 they would have... If if because if if Brighton would have willing to sell at seventy million, they would have got him. You know, what I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they go back in for him this summer. What happens there? But mm. I felt they should have gone and got someone in 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 um in the summer. And if they don't do it this time around in this summer, oh, that, that's me done with it all. Because I'm telling you that now, we had an opportunity in January to re when we was at our strongest and our strength wise, in a very very good position. You know, just think, if you'd have signed after Spurs, we'd have signed two midfield players. It would have been a statement that we was going to go and win this league. I think we've done... What we've done is we've strengthened the squad. We didn't strengthen the team. Yeah. Hard so to strengthen I'm, the team, but we needed to. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not hating on January yet. No, um, me neither. I, I think... I think, look, Trossard right now looks a far better side than Mudrick, but cool. A lot to learn. Yeah, That's fair. I agree but, with that. I think Trossard looks superb. Kivior, yeah, we'll learn a lot. Um, but I kind of also like the proactiveness. If you've got 20 million to use on someone that might be really good depth to Gabriel, listen, Gabriel had a bad game. Maybe it'd be good to have some competition there. Cool. Um, and then Jorginho, you know what? I liked his performance against Man City. I think he was far from the reason why we didn't win. Uh, would we have been better with Partey? Yeah, probably. Um, so so I'm not kind of... I, I do get what you're saying. Like, it was a missed opportunity to give him his... Uh, his Van Dyke signing in January, you know, the game changer, you know, when we were in a title race. Um, and there is a little bit of a worrying trend, you know, they do going for big targets and it not going over the line. So that, that is something I'm keeping on. Don't get me wrong. But I think there's also something in Arteta who has coached us magnificently. I say for 18 months. Yeah. There've been blips or whatever, and there've been bad moments and we lost out top four, or whatever, but largely he's done a really, really good, good job yep. with a smaller squad than most others have and um and you know i think he's had to spread his resources across the squad and i think he's done quite well but i look back to you know title races that man united got over the line you'd see nanny play 15 league games in a row and then he'd come out and it and antonio valencia would come in almost up out of nowhere but because oh, so alex would that, He'd, re he'd refresh it. You wouldn't see Dimitar yeah. Berbatov for months. And then, bam, Berbatov is stuck. But he's starting games. You know, he had a way of kind of managing a squad and saying, give me everything. Then we come up. But there's different ways of doing it. Pep's doing it where he's taken a while to bring Diaz and Laporte back in. But now they're back in. And he's, you know, using a few different formations. Try to think of other... Oh, Liverpool. That was the example that was in my head. Everyone always says that Liverpool and Klopp always played the same 11 week in, week out. They didn't. They had a little blip. And what they did was they put Salah up front, they moved Shakiri. no, they, sorry, they put Shakiri on the right and they moved Firmino into the 10 because they needed to get some goals. So they moved their best goals. So all of these managers have won titles. They have done different things in seasons at times just to keep it fresh and to keep it moving. I think we need to see that from Arteta. We need to see him. I mean, Lee, you saw the 11 that we were talking about mm. earlier. You know, I want to see something like Martinelli, Trossard, Saka as a front three because why not? Let's mix it up. Let's give the front three, uh, the the back four of the opposition, a different problem to the one Eddie's been giving. Let's get Tierney back in that 11. See if he can overlap and offer something different on that left-hand side. Maybe Zinchenko can be more creative in midfield than a Xhaka and offer a little bit more final third cutting-edge quality, something like that. I think this is where Arteta needs to show that 
cool, we've had a little bit of a blip. I can mix it up and I can give the opposition something else to think about. I don't think we've done that this season. If anything, we're now just in that realm of predictable. And I think, I think the lack of goals, I think it's dried up a bit. I think it all just makes sense. Just on the um, the, the chat of the transfer window, I, I'm not, I'm not going to bash it just yet either. I think that I agreed with Turkish that I think we needed a striker to come in, even though Enketi at the time was doing good. Let's, let's not forget, let's not, let's not forget that the time Enketi was banging in goals, whether we think he's the, he's the answer long term or not, we can discuss that. But at the time, I think the, the club might have thought, hang on a minute, this guy can get us to March, April, when, when Jesus returns and we don't have to spend 80 million on a striker. My question would be, what forward or what striker could you have got without having gone significantly over what you valued that player at. There's not many players in January you could have signed, striker-wise, anywhere near budget. You could, the striker, you could, I think midfield's a little bit easier, but, but, I, but I agree. I don't know if there's a striker out there you could have got without significantly smashing your waist structure and your budget. <coughs> I, I don't know who that striker is. Chelsea got their two targets, Felix and, and, and Mudrick, because they smashed... Their, their 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 budget. They went significantly beyond what what I think we were prepared to do, and I'm not mad at that. Um, I, on the subject of of rotating, and Georginia I thought was is, is a good signing. I think he'll come good. I don't think he's. I think he's a very good player in the right system. I thought we had an okay game yesterday, but I think that the the, the bigger problem is I I, I disagree. Touch. I actually think a lot of players have been giving it a hundred percent, a hundred percent for a lot of, of the season. Yeah, and now okay. we're just we're just we're just starting to see Lee, you made another good good point. You made three yesterday. I don't know where it's come from, but you made three good points yesterday in your fan cam about Granite Xhaka and the fact that he's looking like we, 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 Oh wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh wow. I did it. Oh shit. On the back of three big Yeah, what what a time. Wow. Now I know. Xhaka had to get worse for Jordan to mention it. Wow. <laughs> Scott, he's now. Oh, yeah, there's no going, going back. back. Um, he, him, we spoke about him being. <laughs> I can't even do it. Like, can I? Jacker gets us relegated, and Jordan's singing his song. <laughs> <laughs> <We've> got the... <laughs> the point I was going to make. Another shirt coming out. Yeah. Oh man! Oh man! That is not good. Um, the point I was going to make was that we talked about him being a machine and how fit he was um, and that he didn't get tired. But I think Lee made the point that you saw him on two or three occasions last night on his, not on his knees, hands on his knees, knackered. And I yeah. think a lot, of, a, a lot of his decision-making, I think, was poor because I just think he's physically tired. But And that kind of leads to my final point about changing the team. I don't think <laughs> Arteta's got anything to lose now. I, I don't think persisting with the same eleven. I, I think well, it's quite nowhere. Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's not dropping them neither. I want, yeah, you, uh, you know, um, not not him, but I mean one or two. So trust yeah. come. It's got to start on the weekend for me. But listen, Graham Jekyll. I think me, me and we we spoke about it earlier on. Uh, and Graham made a great point on the tactical show uh, about why keeping him in because he is a leader. Even though he's not the captain, he's a leader, and, and we need to be led now, like you know. And I, I thought that was a great point that he made in his defence. I, I see... So, if, if Shaka plays on, on Saturday, I've not got a problem with that. But I just see yeah, for the first play. time in a very, very long while someone tired, like, you know. I wouldn't say to any of those players, with if, if you left out Eddie, Martinelli now, 
um, Saliba, um, Shinchenko as well. You can go on there. They're not being dropped. They're being rested, you know. And I will say, like, you know, the, the, the other thing, I can't believe that um, that Ben White was left out of that that, that team on on on. On, on on Wednesday, I can't believe he was dropped for that game. Uh, I can. He's he's not been great this this last three games. Yeah, but nor was a lot of them though, Jordan. Mm. Do you know what I want to say on Trossard? And and I actually agree. He needs to start a game. But my problem with Trossard in for Martinelli is does much change? It's not just Martinelli that's performing badly. It's the team in general being able to create chances. Trossard comes in for Martinelli, <clears throat> whether it's off the bench or starting a game, and it's like for like. Whereas I'd play Trossard yeah. up top and, and hope that he can drag defenders here, there and everywhere yeah. and create the space for Martinelli or Saka. I'm so on that. I'm so on that because... I'm, I'm not mad at that. Or, or, or even if you play Trossard left, Tierney overlapping and Martinelli try to do the yeah, Jesus yeah. thing. We just need to ask different questions. You know what Martinelli, through his bad form, has re- has retained weirdly, which you think is the one thing confidence will make you lose. It is actually his control in tight spaces. There was a moment in that second half where... I thought there's three City players around you. My word passed this ball and he came out with it. And and But that's not just a one-off. He, he does that quite often, actually. He's quite good in tight space. He's got that Alexis Sanchez, like, back to goal. I'm going one way, then I go the other. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't mind seeing him have a run up front. A, I also think he's a better header of the ball than Nketiah. People forget how many headers he scored for us, Martin. But just to ask different questions. I, yeah. I, I do think teams, you know, they figure opposition out. Things it doesn't it doesn't matter how good you are the best sides in history. There's a reason Guardiola said on a BT I think interview he said every year you have to refresh you have to do something different. And Arsenal aren't good enough to almost have a year of just doing the same thing. No, it's got to be no. like right six seven months. Now we've got to refresh. Mares wasn't playing much at the start of this season for City. Now he's in the team, and that's the same with quite a few players. Bernardo Silva and Foden was playing week in week yeah. out. Now he's out of it. So what's our what's our next thing? I know our squad isn't as deep, but what's our next thing that makes Villa and Emery go, ooh, okay, we didn't plan well, for that. Well, I think I think going on to the just kind of my point regarding Villa on the weekend, my concern with the weekend game isn't a lot of people saying, Oh, it's ex Arsenal manager, be careful. I don't think that's relevant at all. I don't. I think what's more I think what's more relevant is that we're up against a manager that knows how to set up a defensive team. Yeah. Uh, a time when he did, we need to score point. some goals. I'd argue the worst manager you want to go, come up against this weekend is Unai Emery because he will have them drill. Respect Sean Dyche. Uh, all right, and, then, and maybe Dyche as well. Maybe maybe Dyche as well. But respect I, I, the king. I, I, I don't think this, I don't think the, t- the talk of him being a full manager. Is, I don't care about that. It's irrelevant to me. What's more relevant is he'll be thinking. This is how we're going to set up. Villa are not in good form. They need some points too. And I think he'll take a point. I think he will take a point in this game. So I think that's the bigger concern for me. But I'm not panicking yet because I remember when we beat Leicester, it was probably the, the game that I remember the most, the Emirates being on fire. We beat Leicester, Danny Welbeck header in the last minute um, to win 2-1. The year Leicester won the Premier League. And I think on that game, we all thought we're in charge now. I think we were top. I think we went top that day or joint top. I'm pretty sure we went top. Very close. Yeah. Yeah. And we thought, oi, oi, it's swinging our way now. What happened after that? So I think we've got to see Wednesday's game almost as our kind of moment where we think it might have gone, 
But actually, again, this is like a point in time that, whereby so, we go on a run now. I'm positive about the future that, if that the is, boys step up. That is a fantastic point. Fantastic point. Leicester lost their third game of the season in February, on February the 14th. Never forget it, Valentine's Day, February the 14th, when, mm-hmm. when last-minute goal, right, uh, deflated and everything that. Do you know how many games they lost after that? None. 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 Leicester City. That is what you've got to You're do now. Inspiring, got, really. You've got to respond from that. Like, they, you know do. I mean? they do. As, as bad as that was, last-minute goal and everything like that, something, I don't know what happened, but they went in there and they never lost another game after that. And that's why they were won the league. Fantastic. Arsenal have to do the same thing now. I don't know who they played in their next game, but they bounced back and come back and won the game. And obviously, like, the rest is history. That is what Arsenal got to do now. They have got to bounce back. We have got a run of games now, boys, which are not that bad. You know, like, uh, if, if I'll be honest, I've tried to do it off the back of my head now, like, Villa, Leicester, Bournemouth, Everton, Bournemouth, Fulham, Crystal Palace. Yeah. Now, if, you, if you're going to get back into a title race, that ain't a bad run of bit. Not, not, not easy games, but there's, there's only Bournemouth that are fighting for their lives. The rest of them are all doing fairly well. I think this is a time now you get these results going again and get back on the old bike. The old championship I, bike. I, I, I agree, Lee. The key for Arsenal now again, is to not panic in the sense of if this would have happened, as I said before, with eight games to go, I think we're in trouble. There's enough games that this can just be our blip. The key now is stay as close to City as possible. Can you get to single-digit games left and still be within a couple of points of City? Don't let let this game be the game where now they pull away. And before you know it, this time next month, they're now nine points ahead. And the game of the Etihad doesn't even matter. I was saying to Premzi before we did our fan cams, Losing last night for me means now we've got to go to their ground and win. We have to go to the Etihad and win that game. We have to. But for me, we have to get to that game <laughs> where the game is relevant. Don't get to the Etihad yeah, game yeah, and they're nine points ahead. Just stay close to City. Win one game at a time. Beat Villa. This is not over yet. I think we just got to not lose our heads. But but we've got, we've got to beat Villa. We have to beat Villa on the weekend. Otherwise, it, it, they, they will pull away. They That's will pull away. Panic. That's when I panic. If we don't beat yeah, Villa, same, same, by, by same. Monday, Man United, yeah, we're, we're three points behind us, two same, points behind us. Same, same. And, same. you know, it's all going to well focusing on City right now, but United are creeping up. And I just think that we need to get back to winning ways now. Yeah, mentally, yes. the, the damage that, that that could cause is probably far greater than the damage the last few games have caused. We've just yeah, got to panic. I'm with you on that. 100%. And, and actually, the... the kind of general response I, mean, I know there'll always be football banter and everyone enjoying Arsenal losing some games especially for the season we've had but I think the general response in the media punditry all that you know I saw Thierry Henry's quotes I thought that was they were quite positive yeah. I don't know if you saw them and yeah. I haven't even heard like Chris Sutton I think said actually if you look at that first half Arsenal showed what they're about and on another day you know could have gone their way I thought the general response, Grealish, De Bruyne's quotes after the game, they both said Arsenal were brilliant and, and, and they felt actually they weren't the better team really across the game. The, in, in a weird way, we've come out with a bit of credibility in that two things. There was a first half to be proud of against City, or at least semi-impressed by it at the very worst. But also that we've been so good this season. We've played at a level and we've put in a first half of the season that hasn't got people going, yeah, they're just pretenders on good form. We've actually convinced people we're a really good 
died. So we've hit our blip. People haven't been quick to go, yeah, see, you're shit. We always knew you were shit. And there you go. Now you're losing. And this is the real Arsenal. There's still a lot of people going, still feels more like a blip. So let's just see. Because we've earned that trust to a degree for how well mm. we've played this season. So let's just hope we... Let's hope that that, that response is just and that my, Arsenal do respond against my, my own response to your point there, James, about the, the you know credit for the first half. I agree. But we need to be very, very careful. It's probably part of a wider chat. We need to be very, very careful. We don't have this tag of played well, lost the big games. I mean, you can get you can play well against the top teams and you can get away with it for a little while. I think when we get into next season, I don't think it's going to be good enough for us to be saying, but we were the better team, but you lost. Yeah. At Old yeah. Trafford, we were the better team, but we lost. The last game against Man City at the Emirates, we were the better team. But who won the game? Yeah. So I, I I think that kind of rationale, while what you're saying is correct, I think we have to be very careful now that we can't fall into this trap of being happy with just good performances against the best teams. But, we need to. No, but I think we got the best. I think of the the, the big six mini league. <laughs> I think we got the best record. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, uh... But One also, James, we have done that. But those games don't win titles. It's being Brentford that wins titles. They don't. They don't. Those games are nice to win, take points of your rivals. The games that win titles are Saturday. I think the games that win titles are Brentford. I, I think when we were slapping up teams 4 5 nil. we were slapping up teams 4 5 nil. people would say, yeah, but you've got to be, win the big games if you're serious. I think you've got to do both. But I think there's more yeah. points to be gained that, against that seventh down. That well, that's, that's the dream but I think well, listen, more... we go back Man City and I, 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 you know I get that we haven't beat them in the, these last two games but I, I've I, we've, we've we've lost 3-0 5-0 4-0 you know what I mean We in the last two games and also even the game in the FA Cup when we lost 1-0 we still lost those games but we've given them a bloody good game so we're getting there we get, you know what I mean? Like, I've, yeah, I've gone yeah. to a cup final and after 70 minutes, we're 3-0 down in a cup final against them. Like, you know, we are getting closer to them. Um, and, you know, you cut, cut out those mistakes on, on yesterday. If I, I've, I've looked at the game, cut out those mistakes. It could have been this game. So, you're right, Jordan, what you can say now. Let's go, let's keep this, beat Villa. We've got to beat Villa. Look, the thing is, if we beat Villa, then we beat um, Leicester, Leicester, Leicester. And then we beat Everton. It doesn't matter what um, Man City do in their next two games or whatever. We will be back top of the league. That's how mm. we've got to look at it now. These next three, win our next three games, we're back top of the league. It's that's in our hands. Got to look at it, and 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 that starts with Villa, and keep ourselves in it. So when we go to the Etihad, we've got a chance, just like we did in a certain year in the eighties. <laughs> but listen, I don't I'm... want anyone ever saying that we're negative, by the way, because this is this is, I think, the fourth podcast in a row or third or whatever that we've sat here and we've taken a bad result. And we're I'm somehow leaving this podcast more inspired than I was going into it. <laughs> because, because, but but James, it's a good point you made there because a lot of the fan base are just being they're shouting and we know who those, those people are shouting, ranting, raving. And I get why people are pissed off. But we've got to, we've got to contextualize this. We've had a really good season, and I want to win. This, I want to win this title. Don't get me wrong, but it's not time to panic, and we can't just be big up the boys when when they're doing well. We as a fan base have got to do our bit. Now, that, that is a cliche, but I think it matters, and that's why I was a bit disappointed yesterday when we went two one down. I just didn't hear that kind of "come on boys, let's go again" because two one down, the game is not over. 
This is not a good, this is not a great city team. So I think we have to be positive because it's still, as Lee says, it's in our hands. It's actually still in our hands. We just got to just step up now, dust ourselves over, dust ourselves off, stop feeling sorry for ourselves and go again. If you want to be champions, you got to earn it. See, I'm gonna just hand it to you. You yeah, gotta exactly. go on, you got you gotta earn it. So now let's let's go and earn it. Start the park. Yeah, we all know what, what we gotta do against Villa. Um, so it's prediction. Prediction: time. Villa five, Arsenal nil. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring up the table because it's been a little while, and I hate yeah, right, right. making some. Jordan got one right the other day. The one one yeah. at Brentford, Turkey. Turns he only, out he only gets them ones right. Yeah. Turns out there's no rule Love that as you can just add, give yourself extra points, but yeah, <laughs> it's worth a try. Cheating so, yeah. scumbag. For the people listening on audio platforms, I'm still top 28 points. Lee's in second, 26 points. Jordan's in third, 20 Closing in. points. And James Bottom. If he goes and wins this, it's, 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 this would be incredible now. Like, you know, what I mean? yeah. like, you know yeah. we've mopped him all the way through it, like, and he's now. Yeah. You, get, you, get, you, get, you, get, you get a bit scared there, Lee. A bit scared. But yeah. I'm having yeah. nerves. Jordan you know? scores. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in a good position to do that. All right, cool. It's oh, a head and heart thing for me. Um, my head is saying a draw, 1 1. My heart is saying 2 1 Arsenal, and I'm going to go with my heart and be optimistic and not panic and be positive and be inspired by this podcast. So I'm going to go 2-1 to Arsenal. Um, Lee? 1-0 to the Arsenal. 1-0. Jordan? I'm going 2-0 to the Arsenal. Um, and l- likely, I'm a bit of a boring old fart in that we didn't discuss lack of clean sheets. We yeah. need to get clean sheets. Teams that win Premier League titles, look at their records. They, they get a lot of one nils. They get a lot of one nils. We need to get clean sheets now. Back on that, that should be the priority for the weekend. Whatever mm-hmm. happens, we're not conceding. If it's a nil, if it's a nil nil, that's not great. But they, 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 they're not scoring a goal. Let's get back to that. Um, go again. But yeah, I'm going two nil Arsenal. So James, you got two one from me, one nil from Lee, two nil from Jordan. What are you going with? I'm also in a bit of head and heart situation. Um. Don't curse me, James. Go, Don't curse I'm me. Gonna, I'm going to go with my head. Um, and that is a 1-1. I'm so sorry. But I'd love nothing more than to stay on 20 points. Yeah, otherwise we're fucked. Yeah. That's how yeah. I see it. Uh, all the predictions are in. James, you've done your comment of the week. I didn't pick out a comment of the week. I just sent love to every single one of you that commented um, in my absence and showed me love and support and so on. I believe Jordan and Lee have comments. Lee's looking down. Yeah, so Lee, go yeah ahead. I got two. I got. I went with James Daniel. That Lee judges death stare. I like that one. And this one um, hasn't got a name to it. Like you know, Strixo was unbelievable. Didn't see Jordan interrupting him. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, James, you boys are on it every night and excited for Wednesday. Can't wait to get to the Emirates. Jordan's speech has me ready. Come on, you lads. It didn't work, did, didn't work, did it? No, it <laughs> didn't work. I, don't, I don't think Arteta played it in the, uh, the changing room. <laughs> no, nah. you didn't. Um, I've got one. That really, but there you go. Like, you know, so... Uh, I want to just big. I want to big up all the fans because when I was doing the fan cam and I was down there, the, the I but the pod got a lot of love from viewers. Yeah. So all those that were down there, I've been down to the Emirates for a while. So 
big up yourselves for watching the Forever Arsenal pod. I've got one here from Tivivo. I think I pronounced that correctly. Apologies if I've not got that correct. Um, they have commented, Jordan is like Manchester United, going for a draw to come from third to win the league. It's true. It's kind of true. I'm doing what United do. I'm just in the mm. background, just creeping up on you guys. Waiting for a slip up. Come on, on, Leo. Put him on mute, Turkey. Yeah, yeah, I'll end the stream, mate. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, comments of the week or comments of the last episode done. Um, and on that note, actually, Jordan, you remind me because a lot of people showed love in person as well after the game and, and offered their condolences whilst I was there. So big up everyone that did that and obviously the Forever Pod and Big Six and so on. So love for the love, people. You know what it is already. Listen, hour two minutes, hit the like button. Jordan's about to interrupt. Sorry, I'm just fuming that I named his name, by the way, as well. You, you have no idea how much yeah, I'm upset. I think, I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm there fuming. might be a few comments about that. Uh, I'm fuming. Side, I'm you know? fuming. I'm actually on, on, the back of, on the back of his worst run of form, <laughs> that is the thing I find hilarious. The yeah. guy's been flawless. The yeah. last three games, not his That's best. typical Jordan, and though, isn't it? And you've got Xhaka printed on the back of your shirt. <laughs> I, saw it I saw it, Jordan. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Jordan isn't an Arsenal supporter. Have we ever I thought, thought you were asking for a photo as he walked past you. Fuming, mate. Fuming. Sorry, Turkish. No worries. No worries. Listen, people, hope you guys have enjoyed the pod. Hope you guys have enjoyed my return. Hit the like button if you have. Let's get it to a thousand likes. As always, people share it on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. And we'll be back again after the Aston Villa game and before the Leicester one. Hopefully it's all smiles and, you know, we're back on track. Come on, Arsenal. Let's get the job done. Love for the love, people. Peace. We are out. Sports Social Podcast Network.